Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast. This is episode number 25 with Ashley Artrip, uh, just somebody who is super cool doing uh, really neat work, uh, kind of at the intersections of uh, work and education and the future of both of those things and moving towards that. Um, so she has a really uh, interesting story, um, just how she got to uh, be working at her current gig with the SV Academy. Um, you'll learn more about that. Uh, but she's kind of part of this group, which I've uh, uh, been trying to think of a cool name for, but sort of just uh, kind of high red hustlers, uh, people working at the intersections of uh, work and education. So um, be sure to look at the past episodes with those other members of that group. And I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of them return here soon. Um, I actually just talked with Brian uh, and his episode is going to post uh, uh, the next couple of weeks. So um, yeah, definitely check out all the cool stuff that we mentioned in this episode down in the show notes on the blog. Um, just go over to higheredgeek.com. And uh, after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 25 with Ashley Artrip. It's an honor to have our good friends at SwiftKick be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention High Red Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out, swiftkickhq.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Yeah, but how are things going? I guess I uh, forget when it was that we hung out, but it feels like it's been a while just because I had a lot of other stuff going on. But um, yeah. yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I know you're like still relatively new in the uh, the job there, um, which I guess we'll, we'll talk more about in the actual episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, how's everything going? Um, it's going really well. And yeah, I, I feel like it's been so long since um, we met up, but things are going really well. You know, like you, I'm so busy. Everything is just flying by. Um, I'm actually moving to a new apartment. So we're, we finally signed the lease. We're finally dealing with all this stuff now. Um, so that, that process is like over with. So that's good that, um, you know, I don't have to deal with that stress anymore, but anyway, about to go to San Francisco, uh, next weekend and all of us kind of moving very fast. So, yeah, cause I think it's just, uh, increasingly, becoming kind of aware to me of just like sort of just life stuff and adulting, you know, like it's just like, there's always something where it's like, Oh, we got to do that this weekend. And we got to go like yes. do this and that and whatever. Um, uh. so yeah, that's kind of been part of it. And I, yeah, I just had a, uh, a trip to North Carolina that was sort of like, uh, half a like holiday present to my wife and also, um, oh, sort of great. like celebrating her birthday, which is, uh, next week. Um, so yeah, we were in like, uh, Charlotte and Asheville, North Carolina, Oh, no kidding. Asheville yeah. is like, I, I, I think I told you how, did I tell you how much I love Asheville? Maybe. Yeah. I think that was part of like, we had heard a lot of good things, which is why we wanted to go. But also when we we're saying yeah. like, Hey, we have this coming up. A lot of people are like, Oh, that's going to be so great. You're going to love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Did you, did you go hiking or what did you guys do when you were in Asheville? We, um, yeah, we mostly, mostly did, uh, yeah. Like we were in, like we flew into Charlotte. We're there for a little bit of time. Um, most of it was in Asheville, but yeah, I mean, we tried to go to, um, it was sort of out of the way. We just had a friend who recommended it. Like, uh, it was like water rock knob or something, some sort of like lookout, but it was like the road to it. It was closed, which was kind of a bummer, but, oh, no. um, yeah, what we mostly did was just like kind of 
drinking craft beer, eating our way around and like coffee shops and donuts and other like local places. So, um, yeah, I mean, all of that was good. I mean, yeah, I would totally go back like, you know, kind of the proper time of year, I guess, to, uh, you know, do some of the outdoorsy stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah it was a really great, uh, really great city. Awesome. Well, that's, you did, you did everything right then. If you drank craft beer and ate at good restaurants, because that's exactly <laughs> what I do every time I go there. I actually haven't done any of the hikes and I really, really want to do them. And I've heard amazing things about them, but I've only gone, gone in the winter. So when it's super cold, so all I want to do is, um, you know, just stay in and, and drink some nice craft beer for sure. <laughs> yeah. And there's plenty of it. So, oh yes. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. And yeah, just kind of continuing to, uh, you know, just check out cool new places that uh, mm-hmm. folks recommend mm-hmm. checking out. So it was a good, uh, good time. But yeah, I kind of like threw off my whole week and routine and everything, which is like just kind of getting back. We're just like, this week has felt very long, but also it goes quickly. Yeah. Weird kind of conceptions of time. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I really do appreciate you uh, making time for this episode and just uh, always neat for me, um, especially people that I've met in person, just to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of continue that conversation uh, for the show here. People are just doing cool stuff. So I know you've kind of have a interesting pathway through higher ed and be curious to kind of hear a little bit more about that um, and just the things that you geek out about. But um, sure. we will uh, start off here as we always do. If you just want to give folks a quick introduction of who you are and how you got to be where you are today. Sure. Yeah. So um, first off, thank you so much for, for having me on today, Dustin. Um, I'm really excited to continue the conversations that we've had around higher education and the workforce and share a little bit about what I'm doing currently. So right now I work at SV Academy. It's a San Francisco-based startup. And wow, I got here in such a very, it's, it's been a very interesting journey. Um, and it actually started off in college. Um, one of the first things that I really noticed when I got to college is that I was very passionate about helping people um, not just find careers, but find help them find careers that match their professional strengths and their interests. Um, and this this passion um, has really set the framework for my professional career and, and kind of what I do today. Um, so when I um, when I when I was in college, I had a startup, and this startup was a platform that would connect. Um, current college students to alumni. And there was an algorithm that we were working on that would match these these students up um, to their alumni based on professional strengths, um, but also professional interests. And I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, people, when, when students, college students are getting advice, um, they don't necessarily have all the proper context. They don't have all the proper self-awareness um, that they need to, to be able to filter that career advice. So with this platform, really, um, what I was hoping to do with it is, is to provide them, um, with a mentor who could tell them what their experience was in in a career they were interested in, but also coming from someone who thought like them, you know, who, who was wired in the way that they were. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I just thought that was an extremely important, um, aspect of, of career, um, development and something that you just weren't taught, you know, when you when you first enroll in college, and you know this this idea for the startup really came from what all freshmen in college do um, is just ask around, and and you know when you're first meeting people, um, one of the common things that you hear is what's your major, you know, why are you studying that, um, and that was that was really how this idea for the startup came about, is I was asking students what they were studying. 
and I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who's very curious about others. So I would always kind of take that conversation a step further and say, why are you studying that? You know? And a lot of them would say, I, I'm, I am at the point where I am or I'm studying this because my parents told me it was a good idea. Or, um, I heard that I can make a lot of money someday, or I know I'll always have a job, um, after graduation. And it just, you know, it really bothered me. And I just feel like a lot of students didn't necessarily have all the information that they needed in front of them to, to be making those big decisions, you know, when you're 18, 19 and 20. So that's where the, the idea for the platform came about. Um, and then, you know, to kind of connect that to where I am right now. Well, even before that, um, I worked at Gallup. Um, and when I was doing research for this, this platform, um, like I said, a major component of the algorithm was to have is to match students based on their strengths. Mm-hmm. And if you're familiar, are you familiar with the Strengths Finder assessment? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome. Uh, you're definitely a believer then. Um, yeah, so that the Strengths Finder assessment was actually a component of the platform. So I was doing a lot of research on the Strengths Finder assessment, but also just kind of this this problem, you know, that I was trying to solve is this kind of career advice gap, or um, just helping students make more informed uh, decisions when they enroll in college. And um, Gallup has a ton of research. They're continuing to do a lot of research um, on this topic. So I was, I I learned more about Gallup and I actually came across the blog um, of a, of an employee at Gallup. And uh, it's still kind of funny to, to think back of what actually happened. So I was reading this blog and it said, my role at Gallup is to have 1 billion people take the StrengthsFinder assessment. And as a 19-year-old college student, I'm just like, wow, you know, my platform involves that assessment, and I could really help him achieve that goal. Um, he was brought on to Gallup for the specific purpose of expanding the assessment and having more people take it. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I just decided I should email him, you know, see what happens. Uh, what, what's the worst that could happen? I could shoot him an email and say, hey, I have this idea, and I think we should partner together. And this person, so if you're familiar, are you familiar with Ancestry.com? I know of it, yeah. Yeah. So Ancestry.com was created by um, Paul Allen. And Paul Allen, not Microsoft Paul Allen, but um, Ancestry.com Paul Allen. (laughs) Paul Allen was hired at Gallup to, you know, uh, to have more people take this assessment. And that's who I reached out to. And I didn't really find that out until after I sent that email. And I was like, oh, my gosh, can't believe I just did that. But he ended up getting back to me that night and said, I want to hear more about your idea. I would love to figure out more ways that Gallup um, can work with you or just, you know, hear more about your platform. So long story short, um, I ended up pitching my business idea um, to Gallup. And instead of partnering with me, they ended up offering me a job and, and said, hey, you know, these ideas fit really well with, with what we're trying to accomplish within higher education institutions and really help students um, understand their strengths and how that really connects to their collegiate experience, but also after that. Um, so I was at Gallup for about two years. I learned so much. It's such a great organization to work because you learn something new every day um, with research and things like that. Um, and now I get to put all that research um, into practice. So if you're familiar with Gallup's higher edu- education research, um, a lot of it talks about mentorship, you know, having work experience, how those how those things really help set students up for success for life after college, and that's what I that's what we we do at SV Academy. Very cool, yeah. And I think um, 
I guess something I'm curious about, like, um, cause yeah, with that whole journey, you obviously like, are somebody, you know, you kind of were pursuing, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, your own venture and starting something and then ended up at this, you know, kind of esteemed organization, very large and everything. I'm curious what that was sort of like, and maybe if that was a part of what led you to want to kind of, um, jump on with something else new of that idea of just like, you like building things, you like creating things, I guess, what were those, maybe those decision points of, you know, making those pivots? Because obviously, you know, there's a common through way of people kind of, uh, you know, finding careers that um, speak to them and kind of align with their goals uh, and strengths more closely. Um, but I guess like, what were those decision points? Cause obviously you could have been like, no, you know, Gallup, I don't want to be a part of your big organization. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. You know, like what were those kind of decision points? Cause obviously looking back, you gained so much mm-hmm. from it, but it could have been wildly <laughs> different. And what I guess was that decision point to then kind of move to a, another very different um, organization. That's a, that's a wonderful question. You know, I really think for me, um, it was kind of two things. And the first one was that I wanted to go all in on this idea and I, I wanted to learn a lot more. And, you know, I, I didn't think that I had all of the tools at my disposal to just completely break away from college and start my own venture and, and do my own thing. Um, so it was a little bit strategic in that sense. And I kind of saw this, you know, going to Gallup as kind of the second best um, option for me because I, I served more as an intrapreneur um, and, um, I think it's kind of a funny term, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, to me, what an entrepreneur is, is that you have the capacity and the, um, access to the resources that a lot of startups have, but you also have the backing and the security of working for a larger firm. Um, so it, to me, it didn't seem as risky, um, at the time. Um, and then the second component, and this is really what kind of put me over the edge was that the idea that I could work so closely with such an incredible entrepreneur, such as Paul Allen. Um, I am someone who learns through relationships and through mentorship. And I knew that this was just an opportunity of a lifetime. Um, if anything, you know, if, if my ideas never went anywhere, if everything fell flat, I knew that, uh, just kind of, it was a gut reaction that, I would get a lot out of the, this relationship and learn how to, you know, kind of apprentice under this this great entrepreneur and learn kind of the ins and outs of what it means to to think in a non traditional way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so, you know, you, you're working now for SV Academy, um, and maybe if it's anything that you're really utilizing now, um, or just stuff that kind of buoyed you throughout your time, um, with Gallup and everything, you know, you know, obviously that was uh, a time for you, like you said, like during your college experience, you were cultivating Mm -hmm. this idea and then kind of took it to them to, um, you know, uh, realize it a bit more Mm -hmm. with their support. But I guess like, what, what do you feel like from your college experience? Like what did it give you personally and or professionally, you know, through all that time that you felt like was like beneficial to you through, um, you know, these early stages of your career? Um, gosh, a lot of things. I, and I think I'll start off by saying that I most certainly would not be where I am today without college and, and higher education. Um, and I think, you know, what it gave me both personally and professionally is actually what I think a lot of, um, 
if you would ask a lot of people, you know, what the purpose of higher education is, I think a lot of the answers sound something along the lines of, you know, to create critical thinkers or great thinkers. And I think for me, it definitely um, instilled a mindset of, of asking great questions and thinking of things in different ways and challenging um, perspectives or, you know, beliefs that I had held um, before coming to college. But I, I think, you know, to get to that point of becoming a critical thinker or a great thinker, it was most certainly not in the way that other students reach um, reach that end goal. Um, for me, you know, I don't, tr- traditional four-year higher education just didn't work for me. Um, and I'm okay with that. I, I wasn't okay with that for a long time. But I think now as someone who has seen um, what can come of questioning the the sort of um, linear or uh, not necessarily safe path, but the traditional path of going to higher education and going to the workforce, um, looking at it from a different lens, I think has really equipped me with a mindset that you need to question things. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to the, the thinking piece. And I just think that success can be achieved in so many different ways and that higher education most certainly is a path for a lot of people. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a path for me, um, explicitly, but I think higher education is definitely a path for success, uh, for a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kind of as a result of that, you know, really the main takeaway there is that I know that I'm a non-traditional, um, thinker, And what I really want to do is to provide access and I want to provide information for students who felt that discomfort that I, that I felt, you know, that who were sitting in the classroom thinking like, I just want to start a business or I just want to build something, um, who feel that pain or, and they can't really put their finger on it. You know, why they feel this discomfort, um, that's what I want to do, you know, and that's what higher education really provided for me. And I think that's a really incredible thing, um, and it's definitely not a traditional way of, of viewing it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I guess uh, just for uh, kind of folks clarity and stuff, cause yeah, that's like a big thing for you and big for mm-hmm. what you're doing right now. So before I get to my next question, like, cause yeah, we uh, hung out recently with a group of people that are kind of all working and thinking in spaces um, that are sort of trying to kind of build mm-hmm. for the future of education and work and those intersections and, um, all of that. So I'll, I'll link out obviously to everything we talk about in, in this episode, if people want more info on like Gallup and strengths and stuff, and also, you know, SV Academy, but, um, the people that we were kind of talking in that group with, uh, I think now you're kind of completing the, uh, kind of pantheon, like for uh, my past podcast, I talked to, um, all the people and I'll probably talk to them again for this one, but, you know, I talked to all the, all the other people of the group, uh, Kevin O'Connell, Grant Troll, and Brian Leduc. Um, so if people want to hear more about them and the things that they're doing, I'll link out to their old episodes, um, still good stuff there and good, you know, links to good stuff, um, in their show notes respectively. But yeah, kind of what you're doing now is, yeah, like, uh, the higher ed landscape is, you know, diverse and varied and, um, yeah, I think there has been that movement where like everybody should go and get mm-hmm. a four year degree. That's what everybody needs. And, you know, they've, I think we've kind of come over that crest and kind of are coming down from that of knowing that 
there's a lot of flexibility in the way that higher ed mm -hmm. can be delivered and the outcomes that we want and the skills that people want to cultivate and um, all that. So that's a lot of the work that you're doing right now with SV Academy. So if you want to um, talk a little bit more about your current work and like what you enjoy most about it, um, just so folks know a little bit more about uh Sure. Yeah, um, so first off, I can explain a little bit about um, SV Academy, and then I'll get into a little bit more about my work specifically and, and what really excites me about it. Um, so SV Academy kind of sits in this in this um, in between space uh, of higher education in the workforce, and SV Academy is a twelve week fellowship um, for college seniors and recent graduates who are interested in working in startups um, in the Bay Area. And um, throughout this 12-week experience, we equip students with the training, the, um, the, the coursework, all the information on tech tools that they'll be using um, in their full-time jobs. And so we provide them with that knowledge and that training, but we also provide them with mentorship. And this mentorship, um, this one-on-one -on -one mentorship comes from folks who work at places like Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, Oracle, um, and they kind of provide this second layer um, of, of information, which is kind of the unwritten rules of business. And some of the things that you aren't necessarily taught in a traditional higher education experience, um, you know, how to successfully navigate a startup landscape and in the workforce in, within Silicon Valley. Um, and I'm particularly excited about that. So they go through this 13-week program, and then we actually place them in one of our 30-plus uh, um, startup portfolio companies. Um, and these are all companies who are in Series A funding. Um, they're all fast-growing startups. They're all with small teams, but uh, these teams are all very structured, and um, they're really excited to work with SV Academy just because um, we really match the, the fellow from SV Academy up with their managerial style. And I think that's really important too. You know, when I when I was thinking back about my time and, and helping students figure out what they want to do as their first job, one of the things that you don't really hear people talk about is, you know, figuring out who your first manager. How do you want them? How do you want that relationship to look like? And at SV Academy, really take that into consideration and really try to match folks up based on personal strengths and again, just sort of um, the way they go about completing their work. Um, and then, you know, so after the placement, we provide 12 more months of on-the-job coaching. So once students um, hit the ground running, they've started at their new jobs, they uh, work with us for 12 more months, and we work with their managers directly to ensure that they are comfortable in their new roles, uh, but not only comfortable, but they're also exceeding expectations of the employer and exceeding their own expectations um, and really being set up for success. Very cool. Um... Yeah. And I guess, yeah, just like, I guess, then like, what do you enjoy most about that work that kind of maybe like led you yeah. to the organization? Sure. So one of the things, so, um, you know, what really stood out to me about SV Academy when I first heard about it is the mentorship aspect. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I learned through mentors and I learned through doing and experiential learning. So I, I was initially just drawn to the program itself. Um, in my role, which what really excites me about what I do on a daily basis is I, I partner with higher education institutions um, and I work with anyone from a president to a career service advisor and I help them identify 
these kind of non-traditional thinkers, you know, so I get to kind of work with them to help identify students who were, are kind of like me, um, you know, and they kind of um, think non-traditionally, they want to get their hands dirty, they want to work for a startup. Um, it's really hard work, um, but they're willing to do it. And they're committed to this outcome of, of working in the Bay Area um, for a startup. And I just think that's so exciting to me, you know, I get to wake up every single day. And my thought process is, you know, who am I going to reach out to today? How can I make the biggest impact today? Um, so, you know, I not only work with uh, traditional higher education partners, but also with nonprofits, um, scholarship foundations to help identify these students as well. And um, one thing I, I failed to mention previously is that 70% of our students are first generation college students. Um, so there's just this big mission work that that I just I feel every day um, and, you know, providing access to this information and to this opportunity um, is, is to me, I feel like it's legacy work and I get to do that at a, at a young age. And I know that's such a huge responsibility, um, but it's also a great, um, it's a great privilege for me to be able to do that every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think it is a, a part of, you know, getting sort of gainful, but also like positive, formative developmental employment for these people, um, especially first generation college students, like that's realizing a huge outcome of higher education mm -hmm. right now. That's what most students are looking for. And I think they're certainly also getting those things that you were speaking of, you know, the critical thinking skills, the curiosity, mm -hmm. how to ask good questions and, um, you know, they're developing their identity, um, and social networks and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a very immediate and important and sort of, uh, it's going to, I think, anchor a lot of those things that they would, um, you know, they're maybe not mm -hmm. appreciating or realizing right away. Like right after they leave college, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I grew so much and all that. Like they'll reflect back and, you know, maybe kind of be uh, more aware of that growth that happened. But I think they probably won't realize <laughs> it and maybe will, you know, resent yeah. it. You know, like a lot of students who feel like, you know, they went to a school, they went and got into a lot of debt mm -hmm. and they don't have the sort of career livelihood or sort of... Uh, you know, it might be sort of like yeah. underemployed or something. So I think, yeah, you're kind of that, um, that mm -hmm. bridge that, you know, obviously these people might not like stay That's in right. this job yeah. forever, you know, like hardly, hardly anybody does anymore anyway, but you're at least just kind of like cushioning that landing after college, which I think can be so hard for so many people. Um, and if you're just able to uh, be that guide, um, you know, I think that is uh, really valuable. And like you said, I mean, you're yeah, setting people up to have just a hugely positive impact for, for years to come. And, you know, maybe these organizations just do amazing work with the people that get placed there, you know, uh, that you assist with and everything. So, yeah, it's just it's really cool. And I, I imagine we'll see uh, probably uh, more organizations mm -hmm. doing similar work or, you know, just helping to um, kind of get the people where they need to be or where they want to be. Because mm -hmm. I think that's... Uh, part of the issue too is just uh yeah getting getting folks mm -hmm. where they're needed yeah. so um but yeah i mean you, you noted kind of how you're you know you're a thinker you're somebody who you know uh i imagine is kind of <laughs> in their head and just kind of thinking of big ideas and just mm -hmm. you know kind of doing all that sort of stuff so you know again i think i resonate with people who kind of just like i say quote unquote yeah. uh, get it uh you know i just kind of resonate with so i, I imagine you kind of have a you know, sort of geeky sure. personality or maybe nerdy or however you might want to think of it. But I guess, you know, maybe in addition to the things, uh, anything like professionally that you might want to note that mm -hmm. you kind of geek out about um, or anything personally, uh, but sort of like what's capturing your attention right now? Is it stuff that, 
maybe you've always been into, maybe is it newer stuff, um, anything that you would like to, to share? Oh, gosh. Um, that is such a hard question because I geek out about so many things. I think you hit the nail on the head um, when you were saying that I'm up in my head a lot. I think a lot. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of share something that's been present uh, throughout my entire life. Um, this is a little bit embarrassing for me to admit, um, but if you ask my parents, you know, what's the one thing that, what's one characteristic about Ashley that has been present throughout her entire life? You know, I think they would say that she has been almost obsessed with inspiration and motivational quotes. <laughs> um, well, I, when I was a kid, I would actually get in trouble from my parents because I would um, use up all the ink in the printer to type out motivational quotes that I found and cut them out and tape them around my house. So not only would I use all the ink in the printer, but I would put them everywhere. So I'd put them on the mirror of the bathroom. I would put them, you know, in the doorway to go down to the basement or hang the, put them on the kitchen cupboard or something like that. So if you can imagine, you know, just motivational quotes everywhere. And I told myself, read it every time you walk by it to try to internalize it. Um, you know, I, I, I've just done that all my life and I, I don't really understand why. Um, I know it, it makes me really happy and it <laughs> really energizes me. Um, but kind of how that's manifested now. So kind of going from where I used to be with, um, <laughs> using all the ink in the printer. Now I just read all the time. I love self-help books. And I know, again, it's a little embarrassing for me to admit, but I absolutely love self-help books. I, I actually just had to buy a brand new bookcase for me to fill with all of my books that were just kind of sitting in a pile. Um, the, and they're all kind of self-help related material. Um, but I, yeah, I really geek out about that. And I just think it's really empowering. It's kind of, it's been an outlet for me as someone, again, kind of who thinks non-traditionally and has just big ideas. It, it was just an outlet for me to kind of, you know, learn more about how other people think and know that I'm kind of not alone um, in, in thinking in, in big ways. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll say, yeah, I, I, I'm sure some people chuckle <laughs> at it, but it's like, there's a lot worse things that you could be into. Like, that's fine. You know, yes. it's like positive, it's helpful, it's not hurting anybody. Um, but yeah, there's actually, there's a, um, I'll have to mention this to her, but there's somebody in my grad school cohort that has all of those uh, sort of like inspirational yeah. posters that just have like the picture, one word, and it's like, you know, life yeah. is what you make it, like determination. Um, like she has a bunch of those and it's like, you know, yeah, that's like one of her things. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a simple thing because I think, yeah, we have a lot of internal monologues. We have a lot of formulas and sort of like, that's been something that I've had to work through a lot of sort of like, you know, you you know, your mind kind of predicts the future and, you know, catastrophizes thing, you know, like we have all these things that will, you know, internalize, like you said, and just like, if you can almost kind of flip that script and just sort of like, you know, kind of click on like more positive messaging and stuff. It's like, that is good. And that I've like, you know, I had a whole, um, positive psychology course in grad school that was sort of like applied to like, sort of like college counseling and using like, you know, strengths and sort of positive psychology and, you know, applying that to the higher ed landscape. So, um, yeah, just the general idea that I think the world can make us to be, you know, just have like negativity bias mm -hmm. and all those sort of things. So it's good <laughs> on you for trying to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, intercept those uh, uh, yeah. biases that I think, you know, some people aren't really 
aware of, but, um, and yeah, and I think like self-help books, like I, I, I guess that's some of what I read too. Like I read a lot of those, uh, you know, or like a, like a memoir yeah. of somebody, you know, kind of notable, successful. And I don't know sometimes uh, I think there's like, like yes. a YouTube series or a mm-hmm. podcast series about people who like try to live their lives, like by one book and like one person's point of view, um, which of course, like, you know, it doesn't work out, but that is if you have sort of like a healthy diet of just like, yeah, like anything that has worked for that one person only worked for that one person. So if it's like, if you have a healthy diet of like, oh, the, you know, sort of the best practices of like really successful mm. people or creative people, or just like people that you admire, it's like, you'll find the things yes. that work for you. And I think, you know, yeah, it's kind of this, uh, you know, you're going to have this mosaic of sort mm-hmm. of good advice that, you know, and end up being beneficial. So um, yeah, that's definitely, because I will say, uh, no judgment to the many podcast guests that I've had, but I think it's really funny that like, there's these very smart people, like very ambitious, successful people that I've talked to. And a lot of them, like, you know, whether it's like what they geek out about or just like the TV mm-hmm. and stuff that they're watching, like they have also like reality TV. And I just always find that fascinating because I guess it is that idea of like some people who operate mm-hmm. on such a high level just need to like yeah. turn their brain off. Um, but it's like, yeah, like I try to, you know, I guess balance it out to be like, yeah, I try to be pretty, you know, low key Zen, like go with the flow yeah. and just try to read good books about people's stories and like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sort of their, their point of view on the world. So, um, yeah, cause I get, yeah, I just never have watched reality television. I, I really, uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's just not for me. I guess I'll, I'll watch like a, <laughs> a dumb comedy. That's where I like turn, turn my brain off, but, um, uh, nevertheless, uh, so I think, yeah, pretty clear how those things have kind of positively mm-hmm. contributed to your life. Um, but yeah, I guess any maybe like uh, of those books that you're um, reading or shows or like podcasts or things that you're listening to, um, just any sort of content that's capturing your attention lately, stuff that you might want to recommend that we can. Um, yeah. Shows. So I am reading, as a, a lot of folks are reading Principles um, by Ray Dalio, and I'm reading that as well. I kind of... Um, jumped on the bandwagon, um, so to speak. I really like this book. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to, to read it or check it out, um, it's just an incredible, you open it. So I'm looking at it right now. You can open any page of this book and you will read something that is just so incredibly insightful, but it's written in a way that's a lot different from a lot of the, the self-help books that I've kind of read in the past. It's just written in such plain English you know, it's just sentence after sentence. It's just really strong, powerful um, insights of, of, you know, of ways to think, of ways to have clearer thinking patterns or how to make better decisions. Um, it's really interesting. Um, so I won't talk a little bit, I won't talk too much on that, but I, there is something I definitely want to recommend. Um, and it's not necessarily a piece of content in particular. It's, it's an app actually, um, that really f- fuels my, my self-help, uh, addiction, so to speak. Um, there's an app called Blinkist. Um, I don't know, Dustin, have you ever heard of Blinkist before? I'm not aware of this. No. So it's spelled B L I N K I S T. And, what it is, it's an app on, on your phone, and it's short snippets of uh, nonfiction books. So if there are, you know, this book that you've been trying to t- find time to read, but you just don't have time for it, it will summarize it for you. And, and it's like cliff notes, basically, audio cliff notes um, and, and points and chunks. And I listen to it when I get ready in the morning. 
Um, cause I don't necessarily have time to read seven different books at once as much as I want to. <laughs> um, and it just provides really awesome little tidbits to start your day. And you're just like, wow, you know, like habits of, of effective speakers. I just made that title up. Um, but you can just read that before you start your day. If you know, you have a, have a, a big presentation or a speech coming up, mm-hmm. um, you can just kind of take little bite-sized chunks and it's kind of like a Ted talk too. So if you don't necessarily want to purchase it, um, I, I would definitely suggest the Ted talks, which everybody knows about, but, um, yeah, if you're looking for specific titles of books and you don't have time to read them, um, definitely check out Blinkist. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a good recommendation. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we will end, uh, on a positive note as we always do. Um, just anything or things that you are looking forward to in your job and life, uh, the mm-hmm. world, um, just to end things on a optimistic note. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a, a selfish positive note, but you know, I'm really just excited to one day put all of the things that I've picked up and learned from folks like Paul Allen, you know, when I was working with him and learning from him and my current CEO, Raheem Fazal. Um, I can't wait to just put all of this information that I've learned and I've stored in Google Docs and notes over the over the years and all these like little nuggets that I've I've uh, gotten from all the books that I've read to put it into practice and to kind of put it into play. I don't know what that's going to look like, whether that becomes a company or a book of my own, um, or maybe even a podcast or something like that. I'm just really excited to see how that manifests itself because really what I want to do is just give all this information back that I've, I've picked up. Um, and again, kind of going back to the point of what I want to do is make the the path for non-traditional thinkers easier and more accessible. Um, I kind of see this as a, as a way of doing it. Um, so this is kind of more of a bigger life goal of what I'm excited about, but I'm, you know, nevertheless more, uh, just really excited about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. Uh, generous of you to not want to, uh, kind of hog all of that goodness for yourself <laughs> and you, yeah, either use it to like, if you, you know, yeah, you're running something, you know, and you are like, Oh, what would this person think about, you know, mm-hmm. this problem? You always have these like little morsels and advice and wisdom from, uh, good folks that you've interacted with and you could sort of, you know, uh, purify it down into, you know, a book or podcast or anything like that. But also just like, yeah, just having something to go back to when, you know, you might have a difficult dilemma on your hands, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a a good mindset to have of just, uh, you know, learning from the, uh, the good folks that you, um, work for, work with, and, mm-hmm. um, even the people that you, um, you know, maybe you serve like, you know, yeah, these students that you're impacting, I'm mm-hmm. sure they will tell you amazing stories of the impact mm-hmm. that you've had and kind of always having that, uh, you know, be a good grounding for you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really appreciate all that you've shared about your journey and, um, the cool things that you're doing now. So, um, again, everything that we mentioned, uh, in this episode will be in the show notes to so definitely go check that out. Um, and yeah, just really appreciate your time, Ashley. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, see you soon or talk soon. Uh, yeah. yeah, just have a good, uh, good rest of your night. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate it. This podcast is a proud member of the Connect EDU podcast network, bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.